And、uh, it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords. And I'm joining us on the line. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. <laughs> Happy successful launch of Nuri Day. No, no, that was yesterday. Post. <laughs> Post successful Nuri launch day. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. quite a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. But I, I totally、uh, agree with the sentiment that surrounds the launch itself. It's three decades of hard work finally paying off. You can sense the、yeah. excitement for people who are involved and people who weren't. Even just,、yeah. I think, as a bystander who contributed none to the Nuri launch, it was, it was exciting <laughs> well, to watch. Well, we did report、uh, extensively on it. So I think、uh, we did our part in, you know, raising awareness of the actual launch. And you know what was, was surprising is I didn't think that that many people would take so much interest in it. But a lot of people around me, they were posting、uh, stories on their、yeah. social media、yeah. and、uh, they, they were putting feeds up as well about the launch.、Yeah. Uh, so it was quite surprising to see such interest in the launch itself. I think it's just the scale of space launches in general and the fact that we succeed、right. on the second attempt. So let's, let's talk about the buzziest headline this morning. This is our first keyword of the day. Successful launch. So, yes, Korea has successfully launched satellite into orbit with its homegrown nudie rocket. Three decades of hard work really paying off. What's the latest, Adam?、Mm. Right, well, it is certainly a significant step for the country's space program after especially that failed attempt last year,、mm-hmm. or the failed attempt in terms of putting the satellite into orbit. And now the three stage rocket was launched from the NATO Space Center at 4 p.m. local time. So it was pretty much on schedule. That was the time frame that Caddy、uh, was hoping to have、uh, liftoff by. Now it was topped with five satellites that will carry Earth、uh, observation missions for up to two years. Uh, it also had a, a dummy satellite、mm. as well. They were deployed at the target altitude of 700 kilometers as planned. Of those, a performance verification satellite successfully reached its orbit. Caddy said all phases of the launch proceeded normally and that the satellites were deployed at exactly the intended altitude、mm. and speed.、Uh, Caddy also confirmed that the satellite made its first communication with Korea's King Sejong Station in、mm. Antarctica. Some 40 minutes after the launch. So、mm. they certainly left no room for error, and、uh, thankfully, everything、mm. went smoothly. Everything did go smoothly. All satellites were spared. That seems to be important.、Um, of course, there's a lot more ahead. This is just a first step of many space launches to come.、Um, I mean, we're, we're trying to launch a, a moon rover with the help of NASA, I believe, in the coming months. And that also implies that we don't have that capacity to reach the moon just yet using South Korean technology. So that's maybe far fetched. But see, there are many space programs ahead. What does this all imply for Korea's space program for the time being, though? We're part of a pretty elite club now. That's right.、Uh, seventh country in the world now to develop a space launch vehicle that can carry more than a, a ton in the weight of satellites. And it also means that South Korea has now secured, more importantly, The key independent technology for developing and launching space rockets carry homegrown satellites, opening up a, a new era、uh, in the country's space program. That's the, that's the biggest takeaway from this、mm. is that Korea did it all by itself.、Mm. Uh, President Yoon Sung Yeo said the road from South Korea to space has opened up now.、Uh, he said, quote, It's the fruit of the difficult challenges of the past 30 years. Uh, he said the government will also establish an aerospace agency and systematically support the aerospace industry as well. 
Now, uh, Korea has struggled to keep up with its Asian neighbors in the space race, uh, namely that of China. Mm. Uh, its first two carrier rocket launches back in 2009 and 2010 used Russian-developed engines, but they both failed to reach orbit, actually. In 2013, Korea finally succeeded in sending a carrier rocket into low-Earth orbit, uh, but this, too, was developed by uh, using Russian technology. And yes, since 2010, Korea has invested nearly two trillion won in building Nuri, which uh, interestingly means world in <laughs> Korean. Um, now, the country has uh, other space projects. Uh, one of them you mentioned, the first lunar orbiter, uh, but it is developed in partnership with NASA, so it's getting a bit of help. Mm. Um, it is expected to launch in August next year. Mm. Uh, it'll orbit the moon for about a year, and it'll mark the first South Korean mission to travel beyond Earth's orbit. So, mm. of course, one step at a time, so low Earth orbit using domestic technology and a bit of help use, uh, with NASA mm. in terms of going beyond that. All right, we'll leave it there for now. We do have a special interview with our Space News correspondent in our second hour, so stick around for that if this strikes your interest. So moving on to our second keyword of the day. Public institution reform. So President Yoon has again called for reform measures to reform public institutions, namely uh, combat mounting debt. To run us through what was said. That's right. So presiding over a cabinet meeting, Yoon stressed that public institutional reform is a task that can no longer uh, be delayed. He added there's a need for what he called intensive adjustments to spending. Uh, he noted that despite soaring government debts, the number of public institutions and their employees have increased significantly in the last five years. And he said there should be strict evaluations of public institutions and drastic improvements to their lax management, he called uh, now, he added that debt owed by public institutions have shot up during the past five years to 583 trillion won. And the president called for strong structural reforms in expenditures, uh, concentrating financial res uh, resources on supporting the socially vulnerable who urgently need government assistance. And he once again stressed the need for a private-led economy and the cutting of red tape. Uh, that's something that he's been saying ever since the campaign. Uh, Yoon said if needed, he would hold extraordinary cabinet sessions in addition to regular ones to quickly pass uh, necessary measures. Mm. On to our third keyword of the day. Housing measures. So the Yoon administration has unveiled the first patch of its real estate measures that includes a slew of tax benefits. It's very much in line with the, well, Yoon Sung Yeol's campaign pledge to normalize the housing market. Tell us the details. That's right. So details have come out. Uh, the package includes tax adjustments, uh, changes in rules for loan guarantees and various exemptions as well. At this point, it's more or less a kind of a wish list. Uh, there are some measures that require parliamentary approval. There mm -hmm. are others that uh, Yoon... Uh, the UN administration can uh, push through unilaterally. Yeah. Uh, now, the announcement comes ahead of possible increases in Chunze prices in August, as two years will have passed since owners were required to keep prices steady for two years for many tenants. Mm. Now, Finance Minister Chu Gyeong said the government plans to take preemptive measures against anxious lease markets through taxes financial aid and expanding supply. Mm. Now, under current regulations, a landlord that has rented out an apartment for a minimum of two years will get a capital gains tax exemption 
if the owner has occupied the property for a year. This exemption only applies to owners of a single property valued at under 1.2 billion won. It is applied to areas that have been designated by the government as overheated, uh, which is pretty much everywhere in Seoul. Uh, the government is looking to waive the capital gains tax for owners who limit the increase in the tons of price to 5%. Also proposed is relaxing regulations so that all first-time home buyers will be able to get a reduction in their acquisition tax. Under the current regulation, those who purchased an apartment at 400 million won or less in the Greater Seoul area and 300 million won in other places are able to get a 50% cut in their acquisition tax, mm -hmm. basically the tax you pay when right. acquiring property. To get this cut, the home buyer had to meet several conditions, including a combined annual income of the family members of less than 70 million won, so basically low-income households. Yeah. The Yoon government plans to lift the limit on the value of the apartment as well as the income conditions. Some of the measures targeting tenants include uh, raising the maximum tax deduction on monthly rents from 12% to 15%, the maximum limit on the income tax deduction on repaying Tunza loans will be raised from 3 million to 4 million won. Mm -hmm. uh, Government-backed Tunza loan guarantees for low-income households will be raised from 300 million to 450 million won uh, for apartments located in the Greater Seoul area. Um, also, owners of one home who took out low mortgages rather at uh, speculation-prone districts to buy a new home are allowed to continue to own their previous home for up to two years. So basically mm -hmm. they can become a multi a multiple home owner for up to two years under the previous administration. They were pretty much encouraged to sell their yeah. previous property or uh, sell one of the properties within six months. So that's also an area that's uh, the government, the new government is looking to ease. All right, let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Record inflation. So more bad news, unfortunately, in terms of inflation. It seems like that's a forecast for the remainder of the year. The Bank of Korea expects inflation to grow at a faster pace than previously anticipated and possibly hit the highest level in 14 years this year. So more uh, gloomy outlooks. Things aren't uh, getting any cheaper. Uh, paychecks <laughs> are remaining the same, though. <laughs> now the BOK says... Uh, Inflation could surpass 4.7% this year. Uh, now, central banks uh, pretty much around the world, they usually have a target range of 2%, and it's way more uh, than double than that target range uh, in this year. So, yeah, pretty much a gloomy outlook. Uh, now, the BRK report uh, stated that in light of global oil prices and other recent changes, the country's price, price growth uh, for this year is likely to exceed its previous projection of 4.5%, which is already high. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, the central bank said the price trend in the first half of this year is very similar to the comparable period of 2008, the financial crisis era, when annual inflation marked 4.7%. Uh, the BOK went on to say that in 20, uh, 2008, price growth, uh, price growth slowed in the second half due to the global financial crisis. But this year, inflation is actually expected to continue into the second half as well. Mm. Uh, the Bank of Korea Governor Lee Chang-yong said the central bank will carry out its monetary policy with a priority on sp uh, price stability uh, until inflation ends its upward trend. So this basically means that the central bank will likely continue to raise its key policy rates in the months to come. He mm. uh, said market consensus has been that inflation could peak in the third quarter of this year, but mm. the outlook remains 
pretty muddy amid heightened uncertainty both at home and abroad. Uh, he still dismissed concerns the country might go into stagflation, however, saying the economy for this year will highly likely grow uh, at a faster pace uh, than what is deemed to be its potential growth rate of 2%. Mm. Uh, things are also looking grim for Korea's trade balance, it turns out. That's right. So Korea set to finish the first half of uh, the biggest six-month red in trade balance as imports have become overwhelmingly more expensive, of course, with the exchange rates and mm. inflation. Uh, exports fell 3.4% from a year ago uh, from the June 1st to 20th period. The fall is attributable also to fewer working days during the month of June. There were two major holidays in that month. Uh, imports jumped uh, 21%. Uh, and the trade deficits came to just over $7.5 billion. Uh, last year, it was $236 million. So you can just see how much of a jump mm-hmm. it is. And if the trend continues, the country is poised to post a trade deficit for the third consecutive month in July. All right. And finally, on to our last keyword of the day. Monkeypox. So as many did fear, Korea has reported its first two suspected cases of monkeypox. Uh, what do we know so far? Yeah, so the key word there is suspected. So mm. do take that with a grain of salt. They are suspected. They haven't been confirmed. They were found yesterday and diagnostic tests are being conducted. One of the uh, individuals uh, was admitted to Incheon Medical Center yesterday night. That person report- reportedly showed potential symptoms while entering the country via Incheon Airport. Now, the hospital has two beds designated for monkeypox cases, and there are also other hospitals across the nation that are equipped to deal with monkeypox. Um, now, that patient has been isolated, of course, with tests being conducted. Uh, Korea has been vigilant against a potential inflow of monkeypox because there have been a lot of countries that have been reporting it. And of course, amid this increased overseas travel lately as well, Mm. it's currently classified as a class two infectious disease here in the country alongside COVID-19, cholera and chickenpox. The government is seeking to import an antiviral drug for 500 people next month as well. Mm. Uh, Monkeypox patients will be treated in isolation in specialized hospitals and a 21 day mandatory self-isolation period uh, is also being considered for those who have a risk of high uh, transmission. So mm. basically, the government is equipped and prepared to deal with any inflow of monkeypox. And they're kind of downplaying the mm. severity of mon- monkeypox as well, as is the case with other countries uh, around the world. So mm. nothing to be too alarmed about, according mm. to the government anyway. But of course, mm. it is important to stay vigilant. All right. So know that there are medical infrastructures to support it, vaccines to support it, and the symptoms are all too obvious when it comes to monkeypox. To be differentiated from what we have with COVID-19. Thank right. you so much, Adam, for this morning morning's coverage. We'll speak to you again tomorrow. Very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.